Hello and welcome to my B2B podcast. I'm your host, Troy Hooper, and I own and operate a farmer's insurance agency here in Caldwell, Idaho. I created this podcast to spotlight business owners and leaders to share their story and tell us about their business, the who, the what, the when, the why, and the how of it all. And if you're listening and are a business leader, my hope is that you will gain some great nuggets of knowledge from our guest that will help grow your business to the next level. And so with that, let's get into the interview. Welcome to B&B, B2B, B2B, it's your business. Today, I get the pleasure of talking with George Siebold today of Tulu. And George, I want you to just start off by saying hello to everybody hey. here. Very nice to see you, or Troy. Hopefully see everybody else one day. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to start us off, before we dig into Tulu, I want to start us off with who is George? How did George get to call to Idaho, for that matter? And yeah. just tell us about yourself. Yeah, so I was I'm a native of Idaho, so I was born and raised here mostly. A couple of years when I was a kid down in Arkansas, but Idaho was home. Um, and uh, so, a little bit of background after that, I left and went in the army for a while. Um, saw about 81 countries in about four and a half years. A um, couple of deployments, and I got tired of traveling and tired of you know all the things that come along with that lifestyle. And and then uh, came back to Idaho and built a couple businesses lived in Austin uh, for a while and bumped around and then came back to Idaho. And I've been back here for about 22 years now. Wow. Okay, yeah. then. So technically, you are a native. Oh, I'm a native. Yep. Born right downtown. I've been here 18 years and I finally got my t-shirt. So I'm, well, there you go. I'm good to go. Right on. Let's, let's, let's open it up about Tulu. Um, talk about, first of all, what, what is Tulu? Yeah, so Tulu has is multifaceted. A lot of times when businesses get advanced in years uh, to a degree, we wind up having some different things that happen to it. Uh, but if you see us on the street, if you ask people what we are, we're a mastermind peer group type of organization. Uh, we serve two types of customers. We serve sales, sales professionals and we serve strategic leaders in businesses. So um, really helping that professional connect and improve access to people and improve access to knowledge. So tell me then, as far as Tulu, what makes it, because anybody who's going to see this is going to think to themselves, networking groups. Um, sure. Talk about how Tulu is different than being in just a, just a networking group. Yeah. So, so really what it is, is we have to grow you professionally when you, um, a sales professional, I'll just start there. What happens is, is we're sent out with a quota. We're sent out, go get, here's your bag, go get something. Um, where do you start with that? We've, we found that sales leaders are typically graduated salespeople, so they don't really have a lot of formal training, so they don't know how to give direction oftentimes. They don't have access to the doorways that they're telling you to go to, so there's you know a limited access there. And so what we did is we've constructed a model that it really focuses on two questions in the hour. The first one is, what are you working on right now? And maybe that's a deal that you're working on, or it's uh, trying to manage up to your manager and manage expectations of your customers, what have you. So, so what are you working on? And then the second question that we wind up, uh, uh, that we ask is, how can we help you? And so that's, that, that maybe is knowledge sharing, but oftentimes it's, it's asking for access to a doorway or how do I approach something, right? So they seem like in some ways the same question, but the first one is, gives us insight into what you're going through right now as a professional. And the second one gives us access, it gives us insight into how we can unlock doors, open doors so that you can proceed and, and, and achieve your mission. 
So that's very different than a, a, a traditional networking organization that's a lead right. exchange, like a BNI or something like that. And it has a twist to it as well in that it has an app where it's connected online. So talk about how that, how did that get set up for you? I mean, that, that had to be a new thing when you started to do that. I mean, do we even have the app back then? Uh, we did. Um, so Tulu is a technology forward type of company. So we've built our own technology stack and, and we're continuing to develop on that all the time, um, including a publishing platform that you're hearing about just now for the first time that will happen at the beginning of next year. Breaking so, news. Uh, yeah, breaking news, literally. Um, so our publishing platform actually smushes together three things. Um, if you look at a, a platform like LinkedIn, you have content and you have community. You have job board and a bunch of other things, but we'll say content and community. Um, in Tulu, you have content or you have community and you have com uh, content and you have commerce. So what we're doing is doing a mashup where you'll be able to publish content and you'll be able to draw a direct line back to how that content performed to actually net, uh, give you a, a, a recognizable result and outcome. So that'll publish as we, uh, you know, there's a form of it out right now there's a big refresh is happening uh, right after the first of the year. How did you come up with the name Tulu? Um, it is a, it's a, it's too, it's also a mashup. So in Danish, uh, it actually is derivative of a word called Toulouse, which means countless or innumerable. And in Farsi, that same word sounds like, so Toulouse is means sunrises. So um, when I was a little bitty kid, my uh, uh, my mom used to say that I'd forget what happened yesterday. And as long as I woke up in the morning, it was going to be a great day because I just kind of refreshed, right? right. So uh, that countless sunrises means a lot to me. And so that's it. So Tulu is derivative of that. So we'll circle, we'll circle back around to Tulu. You're a, an entrepreneur, you're a business owner. You've been on the other side of the of the fence too, with, with just you know working for somebody. Oh sure, yeah. So what's what's driven you as a as an entrepreneur? Because I mean, Tulu has just gone through multi changes, and it's been just amazing what you, you keep doing. Yeah, it's it's all growth. It's per, it's me growing along the channel, uh, along life's channel, if you will. It's it's me understanding and listening to my our customers, members, and understanding what their needs are. That's what caused us to get there. Um, so, um, really foundational, and this is going to sound really weird. If you don't know me, this is going to sound really kind of odd. Okay. Um, when I served in the military, I got to see what real poverty looked like, what desperation looked like, where no hope existed whatsoever. Okay. Um, in the middle East and Africa and, uh, uh, you know, just, just places that were really, really challenging in the early nineties. Um, but I was a young guy and I wasn't very bright. So it took me some while to grow up. Um, and, uh, so I went into corporate America when I exited the military and, and as I went along there, I started creating some software and learning how to write software. And, uh, um, as I went into my first business, again, I was still a dummy, but I was writing software and I learned the software business. Um, over time, what happened is I connected some dots and, um, what I realized is that the only thing that keeps poverty, um, happening, the only reason it exists is we lack access to people and access to knowledge. Yeah. What happens is we stumble through things. If I'm not a CPA, I'm not trained as a CPA, but if I didn't uh, take the time to become a CFO of my own business, um, then I wouldn't know about certain tax code advantages that I can take advantage of. Um, or I wouldn't know about um, um, when to 
do certain things throughout the year because I learned through time, right? Well, the problem, the thing is, is that people don't have access to a me all the time or a you all the time. And so we all get into business and we bumble through it until we go, oh, now I get it. And if we can accelerate that time, meaning if we can if we can give them the knowledge earlier, give them a vehicle where they can search and they can discover from true experts. And that's why this publishing platform. And if we can give them access to people um, wherever they are or wherever they need. So remove the gates that are designed to uh, increase advertising revenue. I hate that. Um, so, so if we remove the gates, um, all of a sudden we have an opportunity for people to do what we're hardwired to do, which is help each other. We're hardwired to help. But technology has put in so many gates because of revenue, it's it's ridiculous. So I'm not revenue driven. It's important. We need capital to make impact. But I'm not a we're not we're not going to be a publicly traded company. We don't have uh, shareholders, uh, you know, at a, at a venture firm that's driving us for unrealistic growth. And so, therefore, we can build a company that is enduring and and operates correctly with the world to the best of my ability, to the best of our ability. Because you and I have always had the conversation about technology and people not not jumping on board with technology, like the ones that would go to to networking meetings and they're like just you know throwing out business cards, mm-hmm. you know, left to right, and and just to kind of stop them and say we have a technology that you can actually go on and do this. What what helped you get the shift to go to that? Because you you're you're an early adapter when it comes to those things. So naturally people reject things that make them have to move. They're uncomfortable. They don't want to be uncomfortable. They seek comfort. Right. Um, but when you make it easier, so everything I, everything I, uh, we build, everything we do within Tulu is about being useful and simple. And if we can make it easy and simple and useful, then people will do it. I'll give you a great example. Um, in some organizations, um, some networking type of organizations, they'll have a, uh, um, a check-in policy, right? So you have to, somebody's taking notes over their handwritten notes of who was there and who wasn't there. Right. So what we did is we we came out with this digital NFC enabled card that you tap to the back of the phone and you check in. So you don't have to remember a web address and we don't have to have a secretary, if you will, to take notes um, of who was who attended. Um, so you make it simpler and easier and people will get on board. Um, conversely, um, we look at our phones and how many times have we bought a new cell phone and all of a sudden our contacts went away. Um, right. uh, it never happens, right? Yeah. So so if we can put, if, if our contact information can stay inside of a platform, like a business card, right? Because we have digital business cards into them. And that, uh, and that contact's always accessible, always up to date. So it's evergreen because that, that owner of that contact information is updating it. Then all of a sudden we, have, we don't have to worry about that contact on our phone disappearing. It just it lives in one place. Well, you just you just introduced something new because I'm thinking to myself that uh, as a Tulu member, that uh-huh. we had uh, we had these ones. Yep, we give as well. Now those those have a QR code. Is that are those going to still work That's, as the same thing? Sure, that leads right to your mobile profile. So if you if you can go on there and with that card. So we have a Tulu card is what it's called, right? So the Tulu card, you can update uh, your contact information, add links to the important resources that you have, um, upload your photo, et cetera, et cetera. And that makes you more discoverable in the, in right. the world. And it allows you, it, it keeps you from having to buy business cards that wind up getting thrown in the backseat, you know, by the hundreds. And you tap it, 
scan it and it has some more utility and i don't want to do a demo reel but you know the fact that somebody can hit a button and it's called tap back and put in their contact information and you get their contact information right in your inbox it's kind of simple it's sure. kind of easy that, that card that you have right there it's if somebody was not a two limb member and they scanned that what would it do it'll take them to a uh, check-in form for our groups so put it up on the screen so that people can see it and yeah. and we'll kind of like get it closer because we're going to try to freeze well, we don't in. want them to scan this one because they're not checking into the group oh that's what i was okay that's yeah. what i was asking is could they scan that one to do that yeah. okay so yeah no but the the thing is is they're utility based so we're not going to do something at tulu we don't do something just to do it we're i mean sometimes i'll test things and right. see what our uh, what our members want but everything has to be simple everything has to be purpose-driven um, for your benefit so, so what do you think is changing in the networking world? And are we are we shifting away from meeting all the time together? Are we are we gonna go virtual? I mean, like during the pandemic or what? Troy, I'm so excited for what's coming. You're gonna hear, you know, I do a lot of work with a lot of leaders in business and and um uh, there's so many folks who are saying, gosh, I think we're in a really bad spot. We're in this, we're going into this recession. We're in a really bad spot. And I see more people getting uh, banks and organizations that kind of retracted and, and they were getting so much business. They didn't have to go out and get it, right? right. So I see them coming back out and it's phenomenal time. It's, it's the best time. Um, and the reason being is because we are going to stop skipping steps. We're going to take the time to build relationships again, because that's how we, uh, that's how truly business is done. Um, if you don't care about me enough to have a meaningful conversation, then why would I care enough about you to give me my business, right? We have right. to have these conversations. So, so I think it's an amazing time. Our production, I think in America, if I, if I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I sound like a prognosticator, but I'm just a guy, okay, with reading what I see, but I think production is going to slow. Um, through next year as we start watching everybody kind of freak out a little bit on the media and venture capitalists and so forth i think production is going to slow and it's perhaps the best thing that it's going to be bad tasting medicine but it's perhaps the best medicine we could have got because mm -hmm. it'll it allows us to focus back and say i'm going to build a strong enduring business a strong relationships that will carry me through the next segment of our uh the next growth period and we're gonna and we're getting back to basics man and so I think digital and and uh, uh, and and real life continue to emerge and automations and, and technology continue to enhance our ability to operate and accelerate our pace. Um, and, and I know I'm long winded, but I'll, I think this is really, really great. It's not going to do away with jobs. All this technology is going to do is it's going to accelerate our ability to do the job and we won't even know that it was done for us. Right. So that's where AI and machine learning and stuff is pushing us. And it's just phenomenal. It's just going to be a great time. Well, and, and I'll, I'll remind people that <clears throat> get a chance to watch this, that, you know, B2B growth, it's your business because you said you were long-winded. It's this whole thing is about you. It's about Tulude. So there's, so I want you to be long-winded. Um, talk, talk about the power of referrals because there are some networking groups that really just push referrals with no connection or, or no relationship yeah so so i think you know referrals happen you, you've heard it no like and trust right uh, if you know like and trust somebody you'll you'll refer them mm -hmm. kind of okay so um there's a couple of things i'll add here one is 
what interests my boss fascinates me. That's a very interesting term that a friend of mine told me years ago. My customer is my boss. So if I'm not fascinated, if I'm not interested and therefore fascinated by my boss, uh, I've got a problem. So you, you can't just say, oh, gosh, I know Tim and he does great side drywall. Well, there's a million Tims. There's no differentiator. And that is just because that was the first name on your mind. That's kind of uh, a baseline. It's barely a heartbeat. But when you can know, when you understand your customer and you say, you know what, you'll really like Tim. Um, he's a family guy, too, and he has this and that, and you're really going to enjoy You can trust him around your home. All of a sudden, the equation changes, right? right? Um, and that's what we that's what we have to, that's what we need to focus on. I don't care what power teams you build or what uh, electronic mechanisms you do for lead exchange. The fact is, is if it's transactional, it's transactional. There's no trust being developed there. There's no rapport being built there. It's it's about knowing that the guy or girl that I'm going to be referring is going to show up and do the work that I that I endorsed that they could do, and right. they're going to be best in the world at it, or at least at the very least, be the do the best job they possibly can. Well, I'll go back to even the very first time that I met you, and it was always George knows everybody, but the but the reality was George connected everybody and that's that's yeah. a stronger based word than referrals oh, yeah. and i saw that in tulu where it was also you need to talk to this guy and he needs to talk to you yeah. and and it was just bringing people together like that and obviously to see maybe if there's a fit or not but it was that's what i've always saw with you so why why is that such a i don't want to say a new concept to people but it's like shouldn't everybody be doing that they should be doing that but I think that it takes it. There's some things that are taken for granted. Um, the fact that I have some gray hair means I've been around for a little while. Okay. And it's not just about connecting people. It's about uh, in the sense that I know people, it's not, uh, I do know people, but it's not about that as much as it is about knowing how people need to connect. Um, I take, for instance, if you think about your, um, uh, your agency, um, there are certain people that are natural referral sources for you. Um, uh, real estate agents. Um, uh, you would think about uh, uh, auto dealers right. uh, should be great referral sources, et cetera, et cetera. Anything around a high value asset that the consumer buys, or when you get to the business side, when somebody, a, a commercial agent, somebody who's, uh, who, who is uh, seeing somebody move from one property to another one, or somebody who is uh, installing uh, hoods over the top of uh, stoves inside of a restaurant, well, they're changing their risk posture. So they need to reevaluate their risk posture in their business um, and therefore reevaluate their insurance, right? So these are natural uh, um, things, people that you sh that should connect with you. Now, but if I come to you and I say, hey, here's a great massage therapist, that's going to be a great connection. Maybe you can use their services and maybe you can write their insurance. But the likelihood that you'll do more than one transaction with them is small because insurance is not going to come up in their day-to-day -day business conversation. It's going to come up very rarely. So, so we've so the, to to that point of if we don't understand how a person fits in the world, how a business fits in the world, then you can't be a great referral source. All you are then is throwing people together and hoping something happens. It's a lot more like Tinder than it should be. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, let's jump. To the fact that you're, since you are a business owner, what what have you seen changing uh, in your world with hiring employees, keeping employees, people not wanting to work, people wanting to work, that kind of stuff? 
Yeah. So um, again, I work with a number of businesses, um, uh, strategic leaders in businesses uh, far and wide. And uh, a lot of them are in the manufacturing and construction space. And uh, so attraction and retention of employees is their number one issue. Um, as I as we talk, the the default uh, direction that we wind up going to is there needs to be more automation and more simplifi simplification of the job tasks. Because what happens is that there's large organizations like here in the Treasure Valley, the uh, Amazon comes in and takes up several thousand employees off the job market. They put them inside of a warm building with easy to follow instructions. It's I'm not saying it's easy work, but it's easy to follow instructions and and uh, they and they have great benefits. So what happens is is that businesses that um, have typically had more difficult jobs, maybe uh, you know steel production or uh, manufacturing tanks or or what have you, um, these type of companies um, wind up not having an adequate employee pool. So uh, implementing uh, technology such as uh, uh, you know uh, robotics or or uh, automations where you're where machines are taking care of other machines effectively, um, right. these type of tools are very very important. Um, so that they, so that they can ramp up a new employee faster and they can take them out of the cold or they can take them out of more hazardous situations that they normally would, you know, 10 years ago, they wouldn't have thought too much about. So, so do you think that, do you think that business owners today are just having a difficulty figuring out what it is they need to do to attract and retain people or is, is the information readily available to them? Very readily available. Um, but the employee pool is more demanding of what they want. And it's not just about a paycheck. It's about my safety, security. I want to go home with all my digits and all my eyes. I want to. Uh, I want to have uh, you know different benefits, whether it be health benefits or time off. Um, I want a, a, a at least a hybrid work from home schedule if that's possible in the work environment that exists for that employer. Um, there's a lot of nuances that they're asking for, um, and I don't think they're unreasonable. Um, and honestly, you know, there's a lot of talk about people saying, "Well, there's." There's no employees. Everybody's lazy. Nobody wants to work. It's actually very much a lie. There's plenty of employees. And yes, they do want to work. They have to eat. They do want to work. Um, they, but they're not willing to take your job that puts them in a position that is less comfortable than another job that pays as much or better. So, Do you think that the pay has gotten out of hand? Yeah. And it's resetting. Um, so there's a, uh, you know, I can tell you it's got out of hand when I, when I drive by seed, uh, companies where they're pat, where they're loading seed into bags off of a conveyor belt and they're paying $20 an hour in Caldwell. Um, that number is outrageous for that level of labor. Um, but what's happened now is that, um, as, as things, as more employees have come into the workforce, um, and, uh, um, and, uh, had to reset because they had high expectations and companies start to lay off. All of a sudden, that level of pay and uh, um, whatnot has is coming down. But what what that creates, though, is that when you have a uh, say, an employer has all of a sudden risen their they've raised the pay of their employees up to twenty twenty two dollars an hour for labor, and uh, um, and they just went through that adjustment, and now they've got you know Bill who's coming in and and Bill's looking you know he's looking at twenty that's great, um, um, but. The fact is that this business just went through this big change where they had to elevate everybody's wages by 40%. And that just readjusted their whole, uh, you know, their, their, their whole profit and loss statement, basically. It just, yeah. it just changed everything for them. So um, as wages come down, they will come down. They, um, there'll be a reset as they bring on new employees and, and, and employees go on. They won't start at that same premium wage. 
Okay. So let me circle down back to Tulu just for a second um, and talk about what what businesses, what types of businesses do you attract or what type of people do you attract to come into Tulu? Yeah. So so we really have two kind of, uh, um, there's uh, tiers within this, but there's kind of two basically levels of, of Tulu. There's our one audience segment is our is sales professionals who sell to who sell B2C and B2B, two different types of groups. Um, another one is our strategic groups. These are for strategic leaders within businesses. There's a, there's three levels to that, and and it's and it's based upon where a business is in their life cycle or where that executive that leader is in their life cycle. So if you think about on and this one, if, if somebody's just starting out or has about a year or two in business, they're going to have different challenges than somebody who has who's run, operating a fifty million dollar company. Right. And so we put the right. We put the smartest minds at the best table possible um, to match them up with peers that can help them help them grow. Um, so it's how somebody, um, you know, I had a conversation earlier this evening uh, with a woman who is changing out of uh, her current profession into another one. Um, she's about 50 years old. She's had a couple of businesses and she's looking to say what's next. And she, and, but she has all this experience, but not necessarily in the business that she's looking at for her next. So it's a, um, so it's match, it's matchmaking, intelligent matchmaking. That's a good way of putting it. George, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And I just, I think that I've enjoyed this journey going with Tulu with you and seeing the, the growth you. that you have and looking into next year, especially. Yeah, well, it's going to be a good time. I mean, it is not, it's going to be bad tasting medicine for some companies. Um, but if we, if we're slowed down and actually pay attention, we'll be all right. We That's will right. be all right. Thanks for the time. You bet. This has been B2B Growth. It's your business. My name is Troy Hooper, and we just had George Siebold with Tulu today. And thank you for coming. We'll see you next time.